Dear Ashley, you've been at this podcast for over a month now. Are you guys just going to keep doing it for fun? Have you thought about trying to make any money at all? Sincerely, Steve from New Jersey. Steve, thank you so much for your question. Yes, of course, I've thought about trying to make money, but I didn't know how. You can't just cold call companies and ask them to pay you. I mean, I guess you could, but I doubt that would be super successful. So I did what I do best and I dove into some research. And it turns out there are a bunch of companies that claim to help connect podcasts to sponsors. But some of them seemed kind of shady. And some of them took huge cuts, like 30% of what you earn. There was one company that stood out to me. It's called Podcorn, like popcorn, but with a D. And I really liked their model. They post a list of companies looking for a podcast to sponsor, and then they kind of get out of the way. So you get to pick which sponsors make sense for you. You name your own price. You write the pitch yourselves. You get the creative freedom and all that. You schedule the reads. You work directly with the companies on how the read will be delivered, yada, yada. And then Podcord takes a 10% cut across the board, fully transparent, which I appreciate. So I signed up on Podcorn, and guess what? They're the official sponsor of this episode. I dropped their link in the show notes if you guys want to check them out. So hopefully this is the start of a beautiful partnership. We can make some money and Steve from New Jersey can stop bothering me. Stay tuned. Well, well, well. Welcome to Dear Ashley, where, friendly reminder, we are certainly uncertified and probably unqualified, but ready and willing to give you advice. I am joined, as always, by my husband, Steve. Hello. Hi. Who locks the car inside the garage, and I haven't told you how much it bothers me, but why do you lock the car when it's inside our closed garage? Safety. So it's on purpose. Yeah. It's safety. That, but it's inside the garage. Yes. So you think if someone breaks into our garage, just extra precaution, lock the car. Yeah. Why is that so difficult to understand? A garage garage door can easily be lifted up by a very strong individual who had the wrong intentions. And once they find that the car is locked inside the garage... Their plan is thwarted. But the but the keys aren't inside the car. The keys are still inside the house. That's not the point. There's things in the car. So, uh, like what? what? What's the inconvenience? You have to hit a button no, to unlock it. No, because I'll go I'll go in and out of the car with carrying stuff. Like when I go down in the morning and I bring Austin's backpack and his lunchbox and I go to put it in the car once I'm done packing it all up, I'll go to open the door and it's locked. And then I have to go back inside to get the keys and unlock it. And it's very annoying. Oh, what a struggle. It's just very annoying because the keys aren't like hanging near the car. And half the time, my sweet Prince and I (laughs) don't put the keys in the same place. I I put the keys in the same place every single time I come back in. And Steve doesn't. So trying to then find the keys while I'm carrying the backpack and the lunchbox to then, like, it's just extra steps me, that I'm not interested in. Let me a question, because we're starting off on a really joyous and happy and uh, very collaborative foot mm-hmm. to start this podcast. Mm-hmm. In the time that you've known me, yeah, has anything ever been taken from my automobile? Or have 
uh, we ever, um, let's say, uh, had our car broken into at any point. At any point, ever. Have I have? Have my has my automobile? No, my okay. my car was locked though. So <laughs> and it still got broken into. That was years ago. I know, but it's still like so. I don't know why you're so sensitive to it because it's never happened before. There's also hey hey Ashley. <laughs> what dear Please? Ashley? Yes. Have you met me? Uh, yeah, I know. I have some OCD. I know. I do, <laughs> and, I, but this one's annoying. I do it's a, a nightly sleep every night. night. And you make sure our garage door is closed so we don't have to lock and the car. And the car. Is, no, I make sure the garage <laughs> door is closed so that the garage door is closed. So the I, car but is I don't locked. lock the car when I come in. Okay, you need to start doing No, that. I, you yes, need you to did. stop locking I'm it. putting the pole up. Should Ashley start locking the car in the garage? Because Steve does it. And it is the right way to exist I, and own so an automobile. It's so annoying. It's so annoying. Is it so annoying yes. to lock a car in its Inside gr- a garage. garage? No, it is not. Yes, it is. No, it is not. If you don't always put the keys with, in the same place. But without the keys, you're not going anywhere. I, I but I'm not I'm not always going to the car when I'm trying to drive somewhere. What? Were you gonna go in there and chill? No, but like we bought stuff for Austin's birthday at Party City. It was in the trunk. I wanted Spoiler to unload alert. it. Hopefully he doesn't listen. I, well, he doesn't. I wanted to unload it and put it away. So I went to the car to get it out of the trunk, but the car was locked. Oh, no. Then you didn't oh, put the keys oh, somewhere. Gasp. So I had to go oh, try to find the oh, keys. You're just wasting oh, my time. Oh, Steve no, and wait. I don't like each other today. Don't like each other. <laughs> Not on the same page at all. Guys, what a terrible story. We had a minor Ashley. setback. Uh, and by minor, I mean about an hour and a half setback where yeah. I updated the Mac, uh, the desktop Mac that we have. Not, I've never owned a Mac before, so okay. I didn't realize Mac updates take 17 hours to do. And uh, it has put us off of each other. You know that little button that you <laughs> always hit uh, no matter what, whenever it comes up that says, remind me tomorrow. Yeah, Ashley just hit the update now. So uh, the computer was going okay, really we, slow. We, we started it with one de- argument. <laughs> Let's not go into two more arguments. Okay. Steve, Hi, how, how are you? How are you today? I'm good. How are you, sweet cheeks? <laughs> I, I, tell me about your um, Survivor audition tape. How's it coming? I didn't film it. Uh, have you done, have <laughs> you done anything? No. <laughs> Oh. You were supposed to produce me. Uh, oh, me this is it. my fault. You said on the last one, we'll roll the plate back. We'll roll the plate back. Roll the tape back. Yeah. You'd help me. Yeah. I'm happy to help you. I never broached a subject until two minutes ago when I looked at the document for the show and it said, did Steve make a Survivor audition tape? Yeah. The answer is no. So but, if I'm your producer, I'm not the... So what's today? Monday? Yes. All right. Let's do it by Friday. Okay. Let me know when you're ready. Okay. Speaking of Friday. Yep. Are we dropping a bonus episode this Friday? Oh, I don't know. I think we we? are. I think we are. I think Ashley and I discussed last week that a big hole in her heart that is missing is uh, reality TV recaps that she was doing weekly, uh, specifically on two shows, The Challenge and The Bachelor slash Bachelorette. And I think we're going to do a mini pod that will drop on Friday where Ashley recaps both shows. No advice, just us talking about reality TV. Yeah. So it doesn't have anything to do with the podcast. I think there can be questions about it. We can take questions about it. But a a poll was put up on Instagram seven hours ago. Should Ashley do challenge and bachelor recaps as special episodes? And it was a resounding yes, 88% to 12%. 88% a lot. That's hard to fight with. Yep. Yep. So that's happening. Okay. Well, Um, let's see. 
What's happening? <laughs> They're coming on Friday. Stay tuned. We said it. Now we can't take it back. Well, then we also said we were going to do a also, Survivor audition today. <laughs> today, again, like I mentioned, is Monday, January 18th. 18 days into 2021 uh-huh. and the month of January. Yeah. So, Ashley, I will ask you a question. No. How many books have you read no. and said 18 days of January? Oh. And the listeners, while we while she pauses, just take a guess in your head. Float a number out there. Uh, how many books do you think Ashley has read in 18 days of the year 2021? And the answer is? Seven. Seven books. I think I I get very I get very addictive to stuff. Like when addicted. I get addicted, yeah, I have a very addictive personality. So I'll be I've just been on this since we started talking about YA fantasy recently. I think there, there was, was a question, one question in, yeah. in December. <laughs> we all haven't been talking about well, it. Well, we mentioned it. It came up and someone asked me sure. for book okay. recommendations, and so I just went on a tear and I've just been crushing YA fantasy novels, like all the time. I can't. I, I got books. I got um, iBooks or whatever on my phone, so I, it's a lot easier to read. I'm not holding a, a physical book. I can carry it with me anytime. I have a down minute. I just read. So I've been right, reading last a lot. night when we were watching the football game together. I thought we were having a nice moment watching the football we game were. together, but you were also reading a yeah, book. Yeah, but what's during... the difference if you're scrolling Twitter and I'm reading a book? Like That's we're right. both kind of half paying attention to football. Sure. And also, I, and I'm just reading. I'm not reading tweets. Okay, is there any book specifically that you'd like to recommend to the audience? Um, of those seven, <laughs> of those seven my, books, if you have time for one of them, my favorite was. It's called Six of Crows by Lee Bardugo. It is... Is that the heist one? That's the heist one. I actually told Steve about it because I, I... I can't decide if you would like it or not because some of the names are weird. Like, it has, like, other languages and stuff. And it's... Some people struggle when they're weird reading weird names. And... But once you get past that, it's this... Uh, it's this group of six characters that are all very different and very interesting, and they have to like pretty much do a big heist. And there's a level of fantasy, but <laughs> it's not like overwhelming fantasy. I'll check it out. It's really interesting. I like it a lot. Six I, of Crows, I, and it's part of a it's part of a, a duology. So it's not three books. It's not a trilogy. It's a duology. It's two books. I thought you said it was three. I thought it was, but it's not. It was only two. So it's Six of Crows and then Crooked Kingdom. Cool. Yeah. I've read uh, 38 pages of one book in 2021. <laughs> I know. I really uh, so I'll get around to that Ready Player Two? And, yeah. I know. You're like, I'm going to read it first. I was like, oh, I wanted to read it first. So I'm, I'm like just wait, waiting for you to finish it so I can read it. I love you so much. Yeah. Oh, so uh, – some administrative stuff before we get started. As we mentioned, Austin's birthday is next week. So if you guys, you know, like want him to have any presents, go to anchor.fm slash dear Ashley and click support. I mean, it's not, there's no pressure, but if you don't support us on this podcast, then our son won't have a happy birthday. It's entirely <laughs> up to you guys. <laughs> you're, you're supposed to be like the sweet, nice uh, one, not the like... That's not your role, but that's very funny. <laughs> Do you want to just read that sentence and pretend you said it? No, you said it already. Yeah, but there's, we can edit it. Well, we're not. <laughs> no. uh, also, you can join our Instagram and our Reddit communities. Both are Dear Ashley Pod. Um, how's our social media manager doing? Is he posting more? No, nah, not really. He no. needs a good kick on the butt. Okay, so do you want to do that or should I do that? Uh, you should probably give him a call. 
Okay. I'll Maybe in between uh, book eight and nine of 2021, you should give them a call. I think I'm going to take a Give them a, a little attention. I downloaded another one at three o'clock in the morning when I couldn't sleep, but I didn't start it yet because I don't want to like, I want to, you know, participate in conversations with my husband. This is my first question. <laughs> first question. Hi, Ashley and Steve. Um, I'm sitting here eating Taco Bell at the dinner table with my husband. We have two kids. so Nice. You can guess how our nights have gone, saying as we're eating Taco Bell at the dinner table at 8 o'clock at night. <laughs> but that's that. Anyway, um, he's just revealed himself to be a sociopath. And so my question is, what is the correct way to eat a Crunchwrap Supreme? And more so, maybe more leading. <laughs> I like the full stop. Isn't it insane to open it and put the sauce on it? That's nope. just crazy. That's <laughs> not. If you're in the background. Um. <laughs> That's not really a question, though. So I guess the real question would be, what's your perfect Taco Bell meal order? I think everybody has their own like, perfect combination of a burrito and a taco and whatnot. I won't be sounding this, but I'll uh, send you a video with my order on the Instagram yeah. of my husband being a sociopath and opening up the Crunchwrap Supreme to sauce it rather than saucing each bite. I don't know if he does that. Um, thank you so much for having this podcast exist. And also, as a fellow parent, and I meant to call and do this a hundred times um, on sports, and I never did, but I always just wanted to call and tell you, Ashley, that you are a really, really, really good mom, and I really Aww. like listening to you, and I appreciate you being honest about the way that things work, but you're doing a really good job. Um, now I'm curious, because that's that's how this week is. All right. I love you. Um, thank you so much. We love you. We mean it. Bye. That's really... And a wave of emotions. <laughs> no, what a journey the, the voicemail was. I don't think she said her name. She didn't say her name, no. Oh, man. Let's call her Belle. Yeah, let's call her <laughs> That was Belle, really funny. I appreciate you, and I appreciate your question. Um, bad news. I, I have a tricky relationship with Taco Bell. I mean, I think most people do for different reasons, but... I had an allergic reaction to Taco Bell once. Like I broke out in hives when I <laughs> ate the um the Doritos what is it called? Locos tacos. No, it's just Doritos ta tacos. Are you sure that it was Dorito Loco or something? I don't know. Whatever the ones in the Dorito shell were. And so Steve's typing. I'm sure you can hear. Wait, you're right. Oh yep. yep. Woo -woo. Anyway, uh and so I don't really get Taco Bell that often. And I, I, I can't tell you even what a Crunchwrap Supreme is. What? Well, yeah, you can. Yes, you can. Okay, so is that like a crispy shell look that looks like a sandwich wrap with taco stuff uh, in the middle? A, yeah, kind of like a. Here, let me just Google it so you can see what it looks like. So you, you know what you've seen one before. We've made them before. It's like a. It looks like a quesadilla, but it's a lot more. Oh, that's not what I thought it was. See, like that's a that's the best picture of what it would look like. We've we've made these before. They're actually very popular on TikTok right right now. Homemade Crunchwrap Supreme. Yeah, people are putting all kinds. I just burp, so edit that out. Gross. Uh, all kinds of different things in Crunchwrap Supremes right now on TikTok, which I want to talk to you about later. I have an idea. TikTok. Uh, yeah. Um, oh boy. So you've seen these before. Yeah. Okay. So oh, so he opens it. Yeah. That feels like a. That feels like a, a counterintuitive. Like it is takes. Is it insane it, to open it and put the sauce on it? As opposed to like 
cutting it into triangles and dipping it or do you eat it like a whole or just putting it on top of like so one of the holding one of the folds like that and just putting the sauce on the top so do you cut I it i love the idea of opening it and putting the sauce and not a psycho move because it spreads it out more if you just put it on the top i don't think th- i don't think she's i don't think bell is saying put it on the top she's saying sauce every bite so i think it's like a cut it or yeah. like and then dip it bite Instead of a, like he, a spread, like you're putting jelly on a piece does. of toast. He opens it and yeah. puts the sauce in it. If, is that insane? I think if they're grilling it closed, to undo that is... I kind of like it. Uh, it feels no? it feels like a waste of their work. <laughs> they made it closed <laughs> for you yes. and you're okay. undoing it. So you're worried about the Taco Bell artist yeah, does it fall, screwing does up their it, work. Does it fall out if you open it? Like, does it go back to being closed? He sounded like a rational individual. So I am sure he was very careful with how he unwrapped and then put it back together. I wonder what his logic <laughs> is. Like, is no, it because no, if, you, if you dip... <laughs> Then the sauce is like more prevalent. As I'm always a fan to like- of this with, with um, other types of sandwiches. When you get a sauce, you want it to you want it to be inside the sambo or the burger. The sambo. That's a short for sandwich. Oh. Uh, you don't want it to just be across like your bite because then you're biting into it and you're getting too much of the sauce in that one bite. But if you um, let's say inject the sandwich or the burger yeah, just or the cheese stick. Grab a, grab a with, syringe, yeah, throw syringe. that in the sambo. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best way about it. I, I mean, what? actually, not a bad idea for this guy. Get one of those little tiny syringes that we use for Austin's medicine. Oh, my God. The no, they have they have them, like, stuff. for marinating meat. Yeah, yeah, I know. We've used those, but if you're quick on the <laughs> go for Taco Bell. medicine serving. Uh, okay, not so a crazy. Let's answer. I, I, you think it's crazy? I don't think it's crazy. No, let me. I, 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 like his, I, I have like a question. <laughs> what sauce are we talking about here? Is this Taco salsa? Bell sauce? What's it's, Taco Bell sauce? Oh no, Ashley! Is it like you know sour how cream hot, and salsa? Medium or mild? Oh. They send you those little. They have those little packets that you have to ask for at the drive-through. You haven't had Taco Bell in years. No, huh? because I didn't have a good experience. So it's Taco Bell sauce. It's one of the sauces that you put that that comes with, and they the cashier just grabs handfuls of and throws it in your bag, and you usually have them lying around junk drawers or refrigerator cabinets that you're not really using for your months on end. Mm. I'm so as the Taco Bell expert out of the two of us, you are. Yeah. You just look stumped. I, You've answered I, questions about mental health, but the Taco <laughs> One's got your brain in a pretzel. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, perfect Taco Bell meal. This is crazy. Back in college, shout out Clarion University of Pennsylvania. They had 39 cent taco Sundays, and we would load up on those 39 cent tacos. We would say taco Sundays because it sounded like a taco Sunday with ice cream, but Gross. it was just on Sundays. They had 39 cent tacos. We would get them and watch the Steelers. And during that time, I found the best combination, and I will always order it no matter when. And if I go to Taco Bell, it is a chalupa, but it's a nacho cheese steak chalupa. You get everything that comes on a chalupa, but you replace the cheese with nacho cheese. You replace the meat with steak. It's like a buck fifty upgrade. Trust me, it's worth it. A nacho cheese steak chalupa is the perfect order from Taco Bell. So that's the only thing you order? No, you get some tacos. You get some crunchy that's tacos. That's what she's on the saying. What's the? That's what Bell wants to know. Bell, what is the Bell. proportion? So you get a nacho cheese steak, cheese steak chalupa, and, and then... I would say two crunchy tacos. 
uh, a Mountain Dew if they have Code oh Red. My God. You're in luck. This is you're oh. in luck if they have Code Red. I am. I'm getting sick just thinking about it. And then make sure you're uh, close to a bathroom and about <laughs> horizontal on the couch for a good 45 <laughs> to 60 minutes afterwards. Wow, that's, that's a loded question. It's loaded like a. Did you appreciate that? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to. Can we get Taco Bell tonight? No, kinda, I'm gonna pick it up. On also, that also, don't feel bad about eating Taco Bell at 8 p.m. The other day, no. I made mac and cheese, but not even like Blue Box mac and cheese. It was like Cracker, cracker barrel. barrel, where you like are squeezing the sauce out of like a gray pouch, <laughs> and then just stirring it in. It was delicious, but it's we're all we're all in the same boat. I'm so tired of cooking and trying so to come up cooking. with food for our son. Agreed. I'm like, can't you just drink water? Do you want wine? <laughs> like I just want wine for dinner. <laughs> I'm getting. I'm so tired of cooking too. That's why I'll be getting Taco Bell on the drive home this evening. Oh yuck. Okay. Next question. Did, did you say Bell appreciate you? Yes, I did. All right, Bell, we appreciate you. Let and us your husband and, and your child and children. There are two, right? I think there are two. Let us know your name and uh, send us your order. Yeah, send us the video of your son being a sociopath for our Instagram, and maybe our social media manager will post it. Who's to say? Who's to say? Next question. Dear Ashley, I love you and your new pod. I'm sure creating this podcast. Oh, I forgot. It's Cat Don. We know Cat Don. So that's, that's, I don't know why I skipped over that. Hi, Cat Don. Uh, full transparency. We know Cat Don. We like Cat Don. Uh, I'm sure creating this podcast on your own has been really scary. And I'm so glad you're still doing a show. Exclamation point. I love hearing you and Steve together. I truly admire y'all's or yin's relationship. No, it says y'all's. <laughs> or yin's relationship and marriage. I was dying when I heard y'all argue about the proper way to dispose of dog poop for 15 minutes. <laughs> Arguably our best topic. But seriously, <laughs> so heartwarming to see both of you support each other's goals and projects. That being said, I have a question for you and would love your advice. So there's this boy. We Ooh, can call him Carl. That's not his. Boy. That's not his real name, but let's go with it. Deal. Carl and I have been in each other's lives for years now, and the timing of us being together and dating has never seemed to work out. There's been lots of obstacles like work travel, pre-COVID, of course, different schedules, job changes, and now long distance getting in the way. We aren't talking at the moment because of the uncertainty of our or lack thereof future but I miss him and think about him all the time. I've tried dating other people again, pre COVID, but I've always ended up comparing them to Carl. So my question to you is, should it be this hard? Is there such a right? Is there such a thing as a right person comma wrong time or are there right people or are the right people timeless? (laughs) Steve can't talk today. Love you, and Steve, in parentheses, mean it, <laughs> Catherine from L.A. I live there now. Oh, wow. And I didn't caps. know she was in yeah, L.A. Yeah, congrats on the move to L.A. Okay. Lots to unpack there. Hold on. What? Cat Don, yeah. I appreciate you, and I appreciate your question. I realized midway through, and also hearing you read to Austin last night, that I should you, be reading you should be 100% <laughs> reading these. <laughs> stink at reading the other day austin asked yeah he was like mommy are you putting me to bed tonight and i was like no it's your dad's turn and he's like no i want to read a book with you and i was like you can read a book with daddy he goes no daddy can't read (laughs) i was like yes he can he's like no he can't he's such a butthead Oh, sorry. <laughs> Getting off track here. It's so true, though. Every time I'm like, she should be reading, she should be reading, she should be reading. 
<laughs> Maybe you do one solo next week. A solo pod? No. I'll read the next question. How about that? Okay. Okay. Back to Cat Done. You said there's a lot to unpack. You dive in. Go ahead. No, I, I just wanted to recap because there was a lot there and I stumbled over my words. Carl and I have been in each other's for lives for years now. Um, the timing has never worked out for them to date. A lot of obstacles like travel. They probably didn't get to hang out much as they wanted to. So the real question is, is it this hard? Is it always been this overlapping? Is there always roadblocks in the way? Uh, or is the right person timeless? Okay. That's a tricky question. I think you can, when you say you've tried to date other people and you always end up comparing them to Carl, I think that's fair because when you have a relationship, even if you're not officially dating, like you can have an important emotional relationship with somebody, even if you're not boyfriend and girlfriend, you can learn what you like and what you don't like from that relationship and use that as a barometer for people you date in the future. That being said, there is such an important element of relationships is the physical side and not just like, not just the intimate stuff, but like the small ways that you show affection and, and whether that's, you know, how everybody has a different love language, whether that's like touch or gifts or like personal time or all of those things, that's a big piece of it too. So not knowing if you and Carl are on the same page with those elements, it's really hard to predict if that's like the right guy for you. If you don't know the answer to those questions, I also think that when you are single and it's been a minute since I have been single, but when you're not, Correct. thank you, Steve, for that addition. <laughs> when you're not able to really like meet people, you, you get lonely. And so you think about exes a lot, you know, you kind of like romanticize your past relationships or somebody long distance, because it's nice to be emotionally invested in somebody if you don't have somebody actually there right now. And I think what my advice, Kat Don, is like, don't close the door on Carl. If you think it's only a timing issue, then you have to wait for the right time. Like you can maintain a relationship with him while also trying to meet other people. Like you shouldn't be limiting yourself because Carl's in your life because it doesn't seem like it's a sure thing and you never know when you're even going to be living in the same place. So you need to be proactive about meeting other people, but you can still talk to Carl. You can't let him shut you out from future opportunity. And I think, I mean, it's as much as we all kind of want to believe that there's one person in the world for us, I, I don't think that's true because I think the chances of you and that person lining up in the same location when you're both emotionally available at the same time and at the same point in your lives is like the chances of that are so it's like one in billions, obviously. So I think like you can, you can grow to love any number of people and you get to decide which person is the best for you, which version of yourself you want to grow into. I'm so glad that Steve and I got married because the person I was before Steve came into my life was uh, not great. <laughs> I mean, she was great, but she was like, she was great. She didn't take, she took herself a little too seriously. Yeah. Um, 
And I'm really glad that Steve has kind of helped shaped me into being a, a this version of myself. And so like Carl can probably help help you become one version of Cat Don, but there's probably somebody else out there that can help you become another version of Cat Don. And if you give that person the time of day and spend the time to get to know them and work at the relationship, maybe that's the right answer. You never know. You got to try. That's nice. I'm 100% Team Carl. Wow. Team Carl. Steve always likes the first the first guy. If there's ever a love triangle yeah. in like a movie, a movie or a show, he's like, whoever was there first, that's first the dude. one. I'm yeah. like, okay. okay. But Zach Morris, if- Saved by the Bell, perfect example. Uh, tell Carl to pack up his shit and move to Los okay. Angeles. Okay, we're getting this Carl, in early. I know Kat Don, so I'm biased. She rules. Uh, I think that if you're writing this email – you're asking yourself a question. You're going to continue to write these emails and you're going to continue to ask yourself a question, putting yourself in an unfair position. I would call up Carl and say, what's up, buddy? Uh, Southwest has tickets for about $180 to California right now. You're going to tell him I mean, to hop on a COVID plane to <laughs> L.A.? Or, to I mean, L.A. at the moment? We'll get in a car and take a road trip. <laughs> I don't know. I'm team Carl. I think if... Again, there's this many action steps leading you to talk about Carl. Um, there, there's something there uh, that you're going to continuously be asking yourself about. And you're continuing to be saying, what if, what if, what if. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. Ashley's right. Like, don't put too much pressure on yourself. But I think give it the old college try and try to make it work out with uh, Carl, long Carl, distance. My boy, Carl. Having yeah. never dated in the same location. Give it a shot because this much work has already gone into it. But it doesn't seem like it's worth it's, a shot. It's worth a shot. <sighs> it's worth a shot. Long distance relationships are so hard for people who have like established strong foundations to start a relationship long distance. But look, is it, might be setting it, yourself up for it, failure. It doesn't. It the time we're living in right now. Any any distance can be changed at the drop of a hat. Your job location is out the window right now. We can do a lot of jobs can be done whether you're living in Los Angeles, New York, in your home bases in uh, New Connecticut or Florida. It doesn't matter where you are. You can change at the drop of the hat, especially uh, young, awesome single people. I'm very envious of that. Uh, of which part of it? Uh, the young. <laughs> Part. <laughs> the young part. All right. Uh, I want to know more. I feel like we need some follow-ups. I'm firmly in the Team Carl camp. I think I always like swinging for the fences and giving a shot. Ashley had a little bit more sound advice. <laughs> she is smarter as usual. But Let us know what you pick. Yeah, let us know what you pick. <laughs> Carl. I'm Carl. just sending subliminal pick, messages. Pick Let us know what you pick. Carl. Kato, <laughs> best of luck. We love you. We love you. Thank you for the email. Next question. Dear Ashley, got accepted to play college soccer thousands of miles away from my home. I'm very nervous. And since Ashley is familiar with playing college soccer, I was wondering if she has any advice for playing college soccer. Also, for both Steve and Ashley, do you have any advice for moving away from home for the first time? Thanks. Love you. Mean it. Gretchen from Salt Lake City, Utah. Gretchen, I appreciate you and I appreciate your question. I did play college soccer, so I can speak to this for sure. Um, The first thing I would say is coming in as 
a freshman, you want to make a good impression with the upperclassmen, like innately. But the older girls on the soccer team at Penn, where I played, were very different than I was. Like, I wasn't a big drinker in high school. I, like, barely, I tried it, like, once or twice. And the drinking culture at Penn was aggressive. And I wanted to try to fit in, and it just felt very foreign to me. Um, so I would say try to keep, like, stay true to who you are. Don't, it's, it's probably the same as when you're joining a fraternity or sorority as well. Like, don't let the peer pressure, like, change you as a human. Um, and then my other piece of advice would be to try, it's going to take so much time. It takes up so much time trying to go to college and make friends and study and still have, you know, your education be important and also play a college sport, but try not to let soccer be the only way that you make friends. I ended up um, quitting after my freshman year and it was incredibly challenging because for so long, soccer was the like the biggest part of my identity. It was, I was a soccer player and that's who I was. And so when that went away, I also like didn't really hang out with the girls on the soccer team anymore. Like I st- still hang out with my roommate um, and some of the other girls a little bit, but I was, it was, I was very ostracized um, because I was a quitter and people were like, how could you do that? And the answer was I was miserable. And so I kind of needed to figure out who I was after that, which was so hard. But if you have other friends or other hobbies, you know, don't, don't let your college, entire college career be defined by soccer because there's so many other things that you can do and other groups of people that you can meet that I think, especially if you've been playing competitive soccer for a long time, you may not have gotten exposed to those other groups of people. And so I think college is a really cool opportunity, especially if since you're so far away from home, to meet different kinds of people and see what else is out there. And if you can find time to try, you know, a pottery class or a rugby club, or I was in theater productions, you know, whatever it is, like have fun because once you graduate, it's really hard to get into that stuff as a young adult. So don't let pressure from the upperclassmen change who you are, even though you might feel like you have to impress them. And don't let soccer be the only thing that defines you in college. Steve, do you have any advice for moving away from home for the first time? That was really good, Ashley. Thank you. I think that's very sound advice for any athlete. That's really, really good. Thanks, buddy. I just want to say that, buddy. Uh, Moving away from home for the first time, here's what you should do. I'm not familiar with the Salt Lake City, Utah area, but take or make a list of all the things you love of that area and do it one last time. That memory... You will remember – it won't be the last time you'll do it, first off. You'll probably come back and you'll probably go to that restaurant or go on that hike or hang with those friends again. But do it one last time because you will remember that day or those days and nights forever. Take a bunch of pictures. Do it as the swan song to your trip of moving away from home. You're going to come back. I did this when I left Pittsburgh to move to Connecticut. I can – Right now in my head, picture the bars we went to, picture the pirate game that we went to. I did a bunch of the fun stuff that I loved from the city of Pittsburgh before I moved. I was scared. I knew nothing about Connecticut. It seemed boring to me. (laughs) So I uh, made one last big uh, memory in the city of Pittsburgh, which I loved. 
and I advise you to do the same. Didn't you also fall down the stairs? Uh, that, 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 well, <laughs> was, was that that trip? Left that, out. that was that trip. <laughs> that was that trip the day before I was supposed to move. Woke up a little late, slept through an alarm, rushed myself out the door, fell down a flight of steps, severely sprained my ankle. <laughs> can leave that part out of it specifically because she's playing a college sport. Well, don't fall down um, the stairs, Gretchen. She won't. She won't. Wow, the details that we give away. <laughs> uh, yeah, do go uh, have your going away party. Do one big thing um, or a few big things that uh, you'll remember forever. I think it also really helps if you have um, – if you're close with your parents or your family, like having a set time to talk to them. When I went to boarding school, there was – I think it was like 8 p.m., Every night, I called my mom to check in. And knowing that was really good for her and was really good for me. Um, It doesn't obviously have to be every day if you're going to college, but it can be like, hey, once a week at this time, I'm going to call you. It'll give your mom something or dad or whoever you're close with something to look forward to. It'll give you something to look forward to. And and it'll kind of help you maintain that, that routine of keeping those people in your life. That's a big one for me. I'm really excited for you, Gretchen. Have so much fun. Yeah. The the movie is exciting. Yeah. Especially at that age. It's cool. Yeah. And I mean, sports are awesome. Go you playing college soccer. All right. Next question. Dear Ashley, the age old question, would you rather fight 100 duck sized horses or one horse horse sized duck? I ask each of you to take a side and debate. Thanks. Love you. Mean it. David from Boston. David, I, 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 I Stephen, let me thank him. <laughs> David, I appreciate you, and I appreciate your question. Steve, you seem eager to jump in on this one. Do you want to pick your side? And no, I'll I could have uh, guessed that this was someone from my family or a friend, a mutual friend that we have. This is just David isn't, from Boston. Isn't this like Dwyer's go-to yeah, question? Yeah, he asks this question a lot. <laughs> I've asked it in a meeting before uh, to break the ice. Uh, first off, love these types of questions. If more people have hypotheticals like this that they want Ashley and I to debate or even just our honest opinions, send them to dearashleypod at gmail.com. This is fun. Um, okay. Let, let me ask the first question off of this. Sorry. I, I, I like this. Is there one that you feel passionate about? I think there's, I think there's a, there's a correct answer, but I okay, I will take ahead. either we'll one. Take the correct answer and you can start. Okay. The correct answer is I would rather fight one horse-sized duck. Wow. Okay. That's not the side I pick. You can go ahead. Really? State, state your opening argument, Miss Brayman. Okay. Mrs. Brayman. Mrs. Yes, thank you. I'm married. Please respect my marriage. <laughs> here's, the, here's the facts of the matter. Horses can do a lot more damage than ducks. You know why? They have teeth that can bite through apples and they have hooves that can kick the crap out of you. So if you have 100 duck-sized horses, those little things are going to be chomping at your ankles. They can pro- horses can jump. They can jump up and like headbutt you. They can stand on their hind legs and slap you with their hooves. And you may be able to get through like duck size. You could probably get through like 10, maybe 20 before before you just get overwhelmed with the rest of them. There's no way you can beat 100 duck-sized horses. Whereas one horse-sized duck, I feel like 
That is enormous. Yeah, that's a, a that's a big duck. But like, <laughs> what's the, what's it gonna do? Get you with its bill? It can't. It's not a goose. It's not like it's a sharp bill. Are we doing debate class where you can just I can you have to say your point and then I say my point? Or are we just going at? I don't. It? Go ahead. You do your point. A uh, bill is huge. It's a horse sized bill. What are you talking about? There's no teeth. You can't in do it. anything. It doesn't matter. What's that it gonna bill do? is enormous. So and your point about. A horse can horse's teeth can bite through an apple. Yeah, an apple m- m- might not even be able to fit into a duck. It is about half the size of a duck. So that point is rendered. An apple is not half the size of a duck. <laughs> yeah, When's the last time you've seen a two duck? apples on top of each other? You got one duck. <laughs> <laughs> one duck. Not you, even close point, to I'm just trying true. To, I'm trying to make a point on how ridiculous your point is. I would rather fight a hundred duck-sized horses because all you got to do is get the high ground, and then and then what? They can run up and get you down. with what? You're mowing, your fists, a bat, a there's weed locker. a hundred of them. <laughs> okay, if I have, if, if I, I have a bat, there's only one area you need to protect on the horse-sized duck. It has a bill with no teeth, so it's not going to get you with its soft feather tail. It's not going to get you with its webbed feet. Clumsy. Ass duck-sized horses. They're, who says they're clumsy? They would be so clumsy because they're so tiny and they try to gallop. They would be so they can, clumsy. They're still the same proportions. I they can still gallop. They're just smaller. duck-sized horses. You have not made a good reason you why. Have, all you got to do is get the high ground. That's all you That's have to the, do. They can get behind get you. No, they can jump. If you, no, they, a horse, a duck-sized horse yes. jumping at you is it, not it, a threat. That is going to jump quick, right at your balls. It can jump that high one right into your nuts of the with rich. its teeth. It doesn't need to be able to clamp an apple. It can clamp onto a testicle. So you, one horse-sized duck and one duck-sized horse Your reasoning for this debate has been more about the 100 duck-sized horses. You would get mowed down by a horse-sized Why? duck. The, but Imagine a duck's not going to attack. It is. It's just, yeah, it's the size no, of a it's horse. It's going to attack you because in this scenario, it's a fight. We're in the arena. Okay. This one horse-sized duck wants so let's to take say, you down. So let's say it does. So let's say it runs at it waddles at me. Sorry, it waddles <laughs> at me. And then Very funny image. It, it knocks me over. Yeah. And you're, it you're it me. what sits on me? And Maybe. then what does it do? Maybe Pe- pecks me with a not sharp bill. A huge the bill's gonna be sharp. It's about it's a- the size of a normal horse's head. Okay. And it's like what so what? It's it, it's not going to hurt me. Are you serious? What's it going to do? It doesn't have teeth. It doesn't have sharp feet. It doesn't have a pointy beak. It cannot hurt me. I could probably get a saddle and ride it and then fly through the air on it. I would make it my pet. I would make it my Pegasus duck. It would be great. We could go swimming. It would be fun. It's not going to hurt me with anything. Not in this scenario. You guys are one-on-one. That was kind of fun to imagine, though. I pictured all those things in my head of you in a pond with a horse-sized duck waving to me like you're an Instagram influencer on one of those inflatable things in a pool. God, it's such a fun debate. Uh, I believe it's a hundred duck-sized horses. Ashley believes it's one horse. I don't think it's close. Okay, we need. I think we need a subreddit poll for this one. Yep. Not that the last one went well for me, it's, but no, it's a, such a fun debate. I've I've probably argued in the past both sides of it, but right now at this point in my life, I think you can mow down a hundred ducks. I've never horses. actually argued this before. I've seen the question written, but I've never actually talked about it with anybody because to me it seems very obvious. One horse-sized duck is a boss. Okay, but it's not it's not like a threat. 
is. Well, it's not a goose. If, if it was mad, a goose, I would be afraid. Have you seen a pissed off duck? Not really. They're they they flap their wings no, at you to scare mean. you. No, they're you're thinking mean, of dude. geese. Oh, no, trust me. We could do a whole hour on how shitty geese are. <laughs> I have a past <laughs> with geese. <laughs> it's a great question, David, from Boston. Again, if you have more hypotheticals, please... I guess maybe don't if you didn't like that debate. I thought it was fun, <laughs> but we like to argue them. All right. Next question. Dear Ashley, I'm so excited for your new pod. As a fellow mom, I have a two-year-old boy. How do you rationalize or deal with other people who just say bullies will be boys when your th- son throws himself off the stairs at a playground or when they basically stereotype your son at two years old in gender roles? Hell, even kids – have stereotypes, say, in Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, where Daisy and Minnie are relegated to cooking and live in high heels. Yes! Keep going. I have no idea how to approach it with, say, my 66-year-old mom of a different generation. Anyway, can't wait to hear from you and all the best on your new ventures. I will miss you on sports, and I mean that wholeheartedly. Brittany from Barrington, New Jersey. Brittany, I appreciate you and I appreciate this question so much. I I feel very passionately about this. Yeah, explain why you yelled yes because it. Oh, yeah. because Daisy and Ma- it frustrates me to to all get out or whatever that phrase is that they're prancing around in makeup and high heels and dresses and it's like can't you even Clarabel Cow wears heels? You're like can't you just can't these poor poor animatronic cartoons <laughs> whatever they are animated. Anim- animatronic at the park sometimes. That's well, fair. isn't anamorphic? That's what I mean. Yeah. Anamorphic cartoons just wear sneakers and sweatpants. My goodness. So I am a firm believer when people say boys will be boys, that the correct answer is boys will be the kind of boys we teach them to be. And I love that you are already conscious about stereotypes and gender roles. I don't know how much we can change how other people are portraying those things in our son's lives, but there are little ways at home that you can that you can fight the good fight. For example, my son has a ton of Avengers action figures and I made Not damn sure I made damn sure, Stephen, that he had a bunch of women. He has Gamora, he has Captain Marvel, he has Valkyrie. Does he have something else? There's another girl. Um Black Widow. Oh yeah, and Black yes. Widow. Yeah. And I mean not just women as well, but we wanted to make sure that he had Falcon and he had Rhodey and he had some black action figures as well. So he's not just seeing like white male heroes. I also, when we buy him cups and stuff. This is really good. This is what I was going to say. And it's the only thing I had. I think this is Ashley's one. This is a uh, a topic that was new to me as like a no, he should get monster trucks and play sports. <laughs> uh, this um, – Tip that Ashley is about to say. I don't know why I cut her off. That is also very uh, you're really building it up. Very it's white nice. male of me uh, is really smart. We he has Minnie Mouse cups as well. Like he has some frozen cups. He's allowed to like those things. I won't if there's something that comes in a color pack and there's purple and teal or pink. Like I don't not buy it because it's those colors. Um, I think it's really important. And I have t- I have a bunch of nieces. Um, I buy them all blue and green and red stuff and sports stuff. I make sure that I get them 
like the gifts I give them are like handyman fix it tools and like science related planet stuff and dinosaurs. Like kids can like anything. They just need to be exposed to those things. I hate that there is when you go down a toy aisle or a party city aisle, it's the boy side and the girl side. It infuriates me. I also think when you're playing with them, it's really important to lay down the law with your kid on gender roles. Like he'll often say, okay, you can be Captain Marvel and I'll be Thor. I'll be like, no, I don't want to be Captain Marvel today. I want to be Spider-Man. I'll be like, no, Spider-Man's not a girl. And I, I honestly get in fights with him. And I'm like, Austin, I don't only have to be the girl characters. I can pretend to be a boy character if I want. You can play with girl characters. I can play with boy characters. Today, I'm going to play with Spider-Man. And he, it's you can see his brain trying to process, but you're a girl, you have to be the girls and teach them very early on that anybody can be anything. And there, he's like recently started to, um, he's recently started to get, be aware of romance. And so he'll be like, <laughs> oh, Black Widow and Hawkeye are getting married. And I'd be like, oh, okay, Thor and Iron Man are getting married. You know, you got to try to like lay the groundwork so he can see that there's all different kinds of people who can get married. Um, so it's, it's a lot, uh, but just little, wherever you can chip away at it, I think is important. I will recommend there's this series of books I love, um, called good night stories for rebel girls. And he's not old enough yet to be into it, but essentially it's, it's one page quick stories with a picture of just amazing real life women who have accomplished incredible things. I bought them with the sole intention of being ready to read stories of impressive females for my son. But I also think at this point, while he's still working up to me force feeding those down his throat, you can pick some shows for your son to watch that have strong female characters. Um, he's really into superheroes and there's a, there's a DC superhero girls show that's just about Wonder Woman and what's the Harley Quinn and I forget who else, but like you can, you can pick some shows that are just, that have just girls in them. He really likes dinosaurs and we watch Dino Dana a lot, which is a female Dino Dana, which people have thoughts on Dino Dana, but my sister hates that show. Really? She thinks she's so annoying. It's a little overacted, but but it has a, it has a female protagonist (laughs) and, and her sister, which are the ones like exploring dinosaurs, which is really cool. So I think the more exposure you can give roles where, where girls aren't just the princess where girls are out there saving. And when we play too, I'm going on about this for an hour, but when, we play i'll often say okay and now captain marvel she's the strongest avenger she's gonna go save hulk you know like you gotta have the girls save the day too so he's not just getting all that stuff indoctrinated in him too early where he can get away with the boys will be boys mantra which i do not believe in that was a lot i need water let me argue the other point you know boys will just be boys i'm talking Totally kidding. I'm sorry. No, you are. I'm just not sure why why you did that. Because <laughs> there's nothing I can add to it. It would be very uh, contradictory if I tried to jump in. The mother, or you in this instance, or Brittany in, in her question, can drive this. And there's no reason why uh, any scenario, as long as you create that environment in your house, it'll be fine. I, I actually disagree. I think you do a lot of things too as well. And if there is... You know, if there is a male role model for yeah, young children that can that can say to them, and I heard you say to him the other day, 
when he was really upset and he was crying, you were like, it's okay to cry. It's okay to talk about your feelings. Let's talk about what you're feeling. And <laughs> it's, four. it's a, it's a small thing, but like telling boys that it's okay to cry in front of other people and figure out what they're feeling and express it is, is really important. You don't want to breed the toxic masculinity. And if he has somebody that he looks up to, that's not only telling him he can do those things, but you know, at some point, if you fr- cry in front of him and he sees you do it and knows that it's okay, like that's really important too. It's really good. Yeah. But I'm, I'm following your lead and you've set out a good uh, template to follow. It's, it's a, it's a constant battle. <laughs> you got it. You got to chip away at it. <laughs> okay. Next. Oh, sorry. Brittany, good luck. Send me pictures of your kids. That's not weird. <laughs> Next question. Hey, Ashley, this is Dakota Cox from Lexington, Alabama, and I'm an Alabama student right now. I'm a huge Alabama football fan. I don't really have an NFL team. I usually just root for Alabama players in the NFL. Mm -hmm. And with that being said, Jalen Hurts is the first real uh, Alabama, like big name Alabama player to play for Philadelphia in the past few years. So I kind of just want to know, as a new Eagles fan, Mm -hmm. what do I need to know? Is there anything about the tradition? or the history that I need to know in order to root for Jalen and potentially the Eagles for hopefully the foreseeable future. Uh, thank you. Uh, love y'all and roll tide. Dakota. Welcome. I appreciate you. And I appreciate your question. Roll tide. Uh, congratulations on the national championship, by the way. <laughs> okay, Steve. <laughs> Thought you were going to jump in. That's fine. I have a conflicted uh, love-hate with Alabama, but we don't get need to get into it now. Um, Roll Tide. What you need to know about being an Eagles fan. Oh, sigh. This, I guess this is a really interesting time to to get on the bandwagon if if you can survive. I mean, it's not usually very fulfilling. We had one great year, but even that was up and down because, you know, it was the year Carson Wentz got hurt. We had been doing so well. Everything was great. And then Nick Foles came in and struggled at first, but then, you know, won the Super Bowl, which was pretty awesome. But other than that, it's it's usually an emotional roller coaster that is not a happy ending. Um, the other thing you need to know is that people will inevitably bring up bad Philadelphia fan behavior from a really long time ago. They just don't let it die. Like, oh, throw balls, you threw snowballs at Santa and you threw batteries and you cheered injuries and there's a jail at the vet. And like, it just, people bring that up all the time and you just have to be like, yep. Okay. Which is fun. It's, it's good. I like it. And especially when people close to you do it, it's always a really good time. But you know, with, with Doug Peterson being out and Jalen Hurts potentially starting, this is like a fresh start for the team. Who knows what we have a high draft pick this year. Maybe we'll draft somebody good uh, <laughs> and not miss out on Justin, uh, Justin Jefferson. Jefferson or DK Metcalf. I don't know. It's <laughs> unclear. Uh, but we don't usually draft great. So you got that to look forward to. Um, but it, it, it is going to be a completely new look team. Uh, and so you're kind of getting in at the ground floor of whatever this iteration of the team is. And so that's kind of cool. The Eagles were fun to watch back in the day. Uh, they had like two eras that were specifically interesting. And I recommend you go back and look on YouTube for highlights. One era 
was with the running back Ricky Waters. Uh, I really, really liked Ricky Waters as a kid. And the Eagles were good, but they were never good enough. Um, and that that's a good. That's actually so, a perfect way to summarize it. And, <laughs> the Eagles are good, but, but they're, they're never, not usually good enough. And they had a quarterback. They had Ty Detmer as their quarterback, oh who was very uh, immobile, let's say, <laughs> but was a heck of a passer and he was gritty and and uh, uh, stood in the pocket and like led the team to some exciting games. So there's some fun highlights on there. Did any of them go to Alabama? Because I'm not sure Dakota cares. No. I think there's some Auburn players in there. I think there's some Clemson players in there, too. Um, In the other era was the the Donovan McNabb era. Uh, Super fun. Went to a Super Bowl. uh, Lost said Super Bowl. But uh, the fourth and, what was it, 26? Yep. That game was fun. Go back and watch that. Freddie Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, The Eagles have always had uh, interesting teams. They've been competitive, but not always competitive enough. I'd say, I agree with your first point, it's a good time to become a fan because it's like a complete reset of the team. New yeah. coach, new quarterback. You can like be there for the ride if they get good. Yeah. It's not going to be like being an Alabama fan though where it's like you if you don't win, you're at least in the championship game and it's close or you have maybe a year you're not in the championship right. game. It's not that. Yeah, it's, it's definitely really not, not that. So – I mean, there isn't a monopoly on taking all the good players. Certainly not. No, it's a lot of like that guy seems good. Why don't we skip him and draft somebody else that we just think's got good personality? You're like, well, what if we got the guy who is good at football? But anyway, there is a fun fight song. Learn fly, Eagles fly. That's fun to sing. There's a good chant. Yeah, it is kind of cute. There's a good chant. We got great uniforms. I love our colors. They're very nice. You know, we got a good logo. It's, Philly's fun. People are very passionate. You know, we'll embrace you. And then you just got to put up with the annoying people who always talk about batteries and Santa Claus. <laughs> but you can do it. I believe in you. I've never heard anyone really bring those up. You did like literally two weeks ago. Maybe was it last week? It was very recent. <laughs> it's very recent. So yeah, welcome. Happy to have you. We need all the help we can get. And hopefully Jalen Hurts is our guy and they crush and we don't get Adam Gase as a head coach. <laughs> Thanks, Dakota. Send us send me a picture of you with uh, an Eagles tattoo, or, temporary tattoo on your arm. <laughs> it's a big, I was going to say, it's a big a temporary, temporary like, tattoo. I don't know what uh, team I should be. Yeah. Get a tattoo. <laughs> fly, Eagles, fly. All right. Before we go, it is time for one thing. That made us happy. Steve? Shout out to all the Diamond Dogs out there. I saw that I finished the finale of Ted Lasso and saw that production has begun for season two of the best sh- new show of 2020 and 2021. It is a bright light in this sea of puke and sadness that has oh. been our last <laughs> few months on this planet. Uh, the show Ted Lasso... It made me completely happy the whole way through, and the finale was perfect. And I just saw a tweet yesterday that season two has begun production. That is one thing that made me happy. I will say a bunch of stuff that Austin did made me happy over no, the you're weekend. No, only allowed so, to pick one thing. I know, but I just want to qualify that a TV show is not my one we, point of we happiness. You don't have to only pick Austin. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay, that's what I'm trying it. to say. That being said, I am going to pick something with Austin because I love him more than anything else in the world. And he is my greatest source of joy on this earth. Uh, Yesterday, he and I went for a hike and there was a creek 
And he really loved, loved, loved to throw rocks in the creek. But for some reason, he started talking in an Austin Powers fat bastard voice and would pick up a rock and go, come on, baby, before he threw it into the water. Just to be clear, he's never seen that movie. He's never seen that movie. I don't know why he started doing it. And he would just run around and pick, like, struggle to pick up these huge rocks and be like, yeah, baby. throwing it it was very random uh and it made me very happy <laughs> yeah baby yeah baby <laughs> should we post that video maybe yeah. we can just turn the yeah baby part into like a reel that just repeats okay yeah. sure yeah. great i'll tell i'll talk to our social media manager what if you just give me the password and i can post it we'll talk about it later yeah okay I think we are done Oh, I can read a review. There's a perfect one for it. Okay, but we're not there yet. Okay. (laughs) Thank you guys. Thank you guys so much. Talking out loud. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for all of your questions. Keep sending them, please. We appreciate them, and we appreciate you times infinity. Remember, if you want to support us and help our son have a happy birthday, Don't go to put, Anchor. It's not that much pressure. <laughs> Anchor.fm. Gifts. Don't worry about it. Slash Dear Ashley and click support. Very rude of Ashley. Also on that website, there it lists a bunch of platforms where you can listen. Listen, guys, I'm looking at our metrics. I can see the unique listeners. I can see the total plays. The total plays is not double the unique listeners. Okay. That means some of you aren't pushing play on more than one platform <laughs> and leaving one on mute. And I need you to step it up. I seriously do. We're trying to get sponsors. I said that at the beginning of the podcast. We need to show them some good numbers. So hit play on one, maybe two of them simultaneously. Put it on mute. And then go do that load of laundry that has just been sitting in the corner of your room for, it's got to be weeks now. Like, it's time to do that laundry. So put us on mute. Go do your laundry. Or you Wait, can also. Or you can also. <laughs> reminder, you don't work for us. But leave a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. Or on iTunes, leave a review. Rate and review us every single time you listen to the show. And you can leave a review like this very <laughs> timely one. From Ham Chalupa, that's his name, Ham Chalupa, or, <laughs> or her, her name, <laughs> called Forbidden Love, five oh. stars. Ashley and Steve are really great together. It's almost too bad they're such great professional podcast p- partners because if they weren't, and I have a pretty good eye for this sort of thing, I would suggest that they might see each other romantically. <laughs> Thanks, Ham Chalupa. Appreciate the support. <laughs> I appreciate you and I appreciate your Chalupa. <laughs> Don't forget, you can... That could be something different. What? <laughs> Follow along on Instagram and Sweet Reddit. Sweet Chalupa, bro. Both are Dear Ashley Pod. You can call us at 929-399-4606 or write us an email at dearashleypod at gmail.com. Talk to you soon. <laughs>